When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. away from july 4th which is an exciting day we got a month to go only june 4th that was crazy train by ozzy osborne jake we are uh, the theme this week is instantly recognizable songs and that might be the most instantly recognizable song in the world because it opens up with ah <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's a good song right Ozzy, man. We're big Ozzy pod. Oh, didn't we do an episode probably like in November or something where we just talked about Ozzy forever? He is. Well, we, we talked about it when that uh, the Netflix thing came out. The the, the Nikki Six, whatever band that is, because they have the crazy Ozzy scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did a, a national an Ozzy song to start the show once, too. He's just, just the best. He's a treasure. He's a treasure. There's some good old SNL skits out there. Himself on a daily basis is an SNL skit. Yeah, I got into a wormhole of watching Ozzy Osbourne clips on YouTube once. And it was... How does he sing so normal? Yeah, that's the that's the SNL skit. I said this last time Ozzy got brought up, but they it's S- it's Ozzy going through like a drive through or something like that, and they tell him like. Uh, Ozzy, you have to sing your order so we can understand it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you did tell me that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Because I, I mean, when that TV show first came out, it was, it was mind-boggling. It was, it's crazy. It was I, like, uh, it was like, it's like a PSA not to do drugs. But it was also like, Ozzy's pretty cool. Yeah, right. It's kind of cool. Everyone, <laughs> it, it, he's endearing. That old guy who's beating his brain in with drugs. Pretty endearing guy. Lovable. He's kind of cool. <laughs> um, uh, that song though is like that reminds Sharon. me of reminds me of hockey because that was like a warm up song. Okay. I, yeah, that's I, a good hockey warm up song. Yeah, you go out onto the ice to to the all aboard. That's a hockey around. football warm up song. That's too much for like uh, baseball, basketball, soccer. A baseball warm up song is like Jack Johnson. 
was like, all right, let's go have a nice relaxing day out in the field. When we first moved into (laughs) (laughs) What? Whoop, whoop. All right, welcome to John and Jake Radio. We got a lot to talk about today. Jake's got a bunch of national sports stories here, some fun ones it looks like. I've got a bunch of real news, the real news stories in in the second half of the show. That's how this thing works. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited. Jake's excited. Intern Luke's excited, except he can't really hear. He's got headphones on. And you are excited. Was he on time today? Yeah, I believe. Keep an eye on that. He's he's up to one coffee. Cause he gave he gave us guff <laughs> for giving him guff for being late. And then when he was late, he left mid show to get a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> it's the biggest peacock move I've ever seen. <laughs> it's impressive. It made me really proud. We got breakfast coming our way soon. I think. How you doing, Jake? How was your your full like first day back in Denver? Day back was good, man. It, it was it was good to be good to be back. We're in a we're in a weird Denver. I feel like this has happened every year, where I don't know if it's the kind of that first week that you think summer start and it hasn't yet, but like the mornings are beautiful. Like the mornings this week are like seventy five sunny. And it's it's kind of wild because that's at like nine eight a.m. Or I guess it's like it's a little chillier earlier. It's like sixty five right now, but it's like a beautiful morning. And then literally right at noon, thunderstorms come in. Oh, There's that's like fun it, though. It's a week every year that it's like wow, this is shaping up to be one of the prettiest days of the year. And then you look outside and you're like, is that hail? Um, what the hell? So, Are you what the hell is this? Um, so there, there's a little of that. So we're we're in that week right now. So it's kind of it's kind of a little deceptive because you almost you get that like good day thought process going in the back of your head. You're like, yeah, may- maybe today's the day I go run. I'll I'll take the dog to the park and run a lap. And it's like, hey, you've never done that in three years, Jake. Today's not going to be the day that happens. And B, when you end up looking out there, it looks like a scary world. So. That's what's going on. That's your weather update from John Boy and Jake Radio. Rate, subscribe, share with your weather friends. Um, but no, it was, it was good to have a semi-normal day. Had a had a half-assed workout. Made a nice little pasta dinner. I've had pasta dinners back-to-back nights, so that's probably good for me. That's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It's not light. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. Good to be sitting back in the chair, having the dog nip at my arm and stuff. Um, I, but I mean, still a little bit of a come down. We'll say, uh, we'll say five eight, my height. Your height in boots. Wow. Nice boots. How was how was your day yesterday? It's good. Air, airport trips kind of tough. We had to go to JFK at like rush hour. Well, we didn't have to, but. It, that that part was not fun. Airport trip's not fun. But other than that, it was a good day. We got some good stuff done. Um, the drive was like it was a nice night, so that was nice. Went out and got dinner. Katie's parents are in town. Got dinner, seafood dinner. And it's just like nice out, so I'm excited about that. It's perfect now. It's not that hot, but it's nice. So you went 5'8", your full-grown yeah. height. I'm also going to go 5'8". Jake, someone just asked me, I know this is jumping to sports, but someone in the chat 
said, um, who's the NL MVP right now, Yelich or Bellinger? And obviously, there's some right now. Emphasize right now, anyone that's listening to this. Right. So I just went and looked at their numbers. Yeah. Dude. Top Bellin- of my head, it's it's Bellinger. Bellin- yeah, it's Bellinger. Bellinger's yeah. numbers are insane. He's currently leading the league in batting average on base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. Yeah. He's a uh, 376 batting average, 1.195 OPS, 52 RBIs. Third Can't. of the way through the season. Got to freshen up for our uh, five caught stealings, though. He's leading the league in that as well. Ha! Idiot. What a dummy. Slow it down, bro. You got 20 home runs on the season. Why you got? Is that one of those things where you're having a special season and you're like, yo, I might as well rack up some stolen base totals because people are going to look back on this season and they're not going to care about the caught stealings. Like, if if he gets 20 stolen bases, but he has 12 caught stealings, like, we're not going to say, like, oh, he had 12 caught stealings, too. We're going to be like, yo, he had he had 50 homers, and, by the way, he stole 20, too, you know? He, he, uh, so, it's very interesting. He's just feeling, Bellinger is feeling so good right now, Jake. I don't, I haven't watched every game, so I, this is just looking at the stats and guessing. But it seems like he's feeling so good right now. He's like, fuck it. Let's steal some, too. Because he's got seven stolen bases and five caught stealing. So he has 12 attempts already in 58 games. He has 12 attempts. In 2018, combined, he had 15 attempts all season, 162 games. And That's in two, what I'm saying. In 2017, he had 13 attempts. All season. He's got 12 in 58 games. So, yeah, and he's getting thrown out a terrible clip. So he might stop. He might call this, that quits. No, but, uh, I think I think he keeps going. He's it's it's my special season theory. He's like, well, we might as I might as well double down on this. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to have the most home runs you've ever hit in a season and the highest all, all every other category, might as well just go for the highest stolen bases, even at whatever cost it gets you there. Yeah, just punch it. I mean, the coach can't get mad at you. You're doing so much everywhere else. Well, he's got he's got seven more. He's got eight more to go. And then that'll be his current season high. So maybe he gets eight more stolen bases and then it's like, OK, I'm good. I got it. I, I think I think he, he's he's looking to hit a milestone number with the stolen bases before it gets too ugly. Like if he could get twenty or maybe it's twenty five, I, I think that's the new goal there. Yeah, and uh, Yelich's having a great great season. He's I mean he's he's just closely behind, but Bellinger's Bellinger's numbers are in are insane insane. Like right now they're not sustainable. That's how good they are. Right. Where Yellish is good, three thirteen batting average, four twenty five OPS or on base percentage, one point one four four. He's got two more home runs, he's got twelve steals already, and he's got he's got less RBIs by three. It's it, they're both having amazing seasons. But Bellinger, whoever asked me in the chat right now, this day, I'd I'd go, I'd give it to Bellinger. All right. There you go. Anything else that's, you got to say? That's that's the chat getting involved early. Um, it was no. a good, it was a good conversation. Spurred back some good to back stuff. matching days from you and I. 
kind of got me mad. What are we matching now? You're a big old copycat. Our past two days have been matching. You match me on on Friday, and then you match me on yesterday. What am I matched you on? Our day ratings, the thing we do to open the show. Oh, but I went first on Friday. I went first yesterday. Oh, you're a copycat. You're just a big old copycat. You... One match is super cool. The second match is, like, impolite. Well, we'll see how tomorrow goes. That's just what people are saying. That's just what people are saying. Do you want to do the news? It's not a kill the messenger thing. I think so. You think so? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Jake Storielli with the National Minute. Jimmy, the St. Louis Blues bounced back at home yesterday. They beat the Bruins 4-2, to two, and that's obvious. Chara gets hurt in the game. Series locked up at 2. We'll see what that does momentum-wise. Those Blues bounce back when they've been losing this offseason. A lot of Bs there. Jim, speaking of not bouncing back, Je- Jeopardy James, James Holzhauer, loses in Jeopardy last night, and he falls like just short of every record. Made me laugh. Juju Smith-Schuster attended a prom, and they all said her chanting, fuck A.B., so that's good. MLB draft, Adley Rushman, number one. Bobby Witt Jr., number two. First dad-son combo to go top three overall. Mac Brown, nobody cares. Mac Brown gets his knee replaced by one of his former players. I actually really like that. Uh, Sri Lanka-Afghanistan match is currently in rain delay in the Cricket World Cup or whatever we're calling it. And Jim, a little tennis. We haven't talked tennis in a while. Uh, Federer and Warinka, couple couple Swiss are playing right now. Um, we got Nishikori and Nadal later in the French Open. My girl Sloane Stevens got bounced today, uh, but we have a couple lady Americans left in Anisimov and Keys. Some good stuff. Is Roger winning? Uh, he won the first set. Wawrinka won the second. And right now in the third set, they're they're locked up at fives. Um, so, I mean, we're going to have some breaking news soon. Yeah, is this on? Uh, I'm going to throw this on in the background. Throw it on in the background. Feels like I feel like ESPN airs the French Open. I feel like you missed out on uh, the... Oh, TV's volume's on. I feel like you missed out on uh, the uh, the college baseball. There were some walk-offs. Uh, college baseball, they're still in the Super Regis. Um, I, I mean, we could, we could cover through that. I was going to mention the softball, Jim. I, I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Our, our girls got blown out last night. 16-3 uh, to 3, uh, UCLA gets that... Uh, Gets that dub. Um, Is that the championship? Where are they at over there? Uh, yeah, so they're doing a three-game set, um, and UCLA won game one 16-3, so that's tough. That is tough. Yeah. None of the sports are on right now. want to watch the sports. Sorry, I've got, I've got the ESPN, ESPN court cast open. I've never opened this before. I'm interested to see what it looks like. It's currently a Blake screen, so ESPN's living, up to ESPN's, so bad. living up to ESPN's reputation. Rep- um, yeah, baseball, there's so much to do. UConn got eliminated yesterday. Um, I mean, there's 
They're they're still in playing like so many game mode. Okay, good. Once they get to Omaha, bro. I think there was a walk off grand slam yesterday, which was nuts. We like we like a good walk down down three walk off grand slam. And I was watching the highlight of it, and I felt more bad for the pitcher than I felt joy for the hitter. And I thought that was mm. interesting. I was like, I wonder why that is. The pitcher just looked like he got his life ripped out away from him. It was crazy. It was sad. Yeah, I think that's uh, is that growing I guess that up? Turns in, that turns into like an odds thing, right? Because it turns in if it's professionals, you're like, well, these guys are both professionals. The hitter got him. That's awesome. For the pitcher, the odds of him giving up a home run are pretty slim. But he's not a professional, and that's going to stick with him for the rest of his life. So, kind of tough. Kind of tough. The Blues won. I did that won. with the softball walk-off the other day. You did? You were mad? You were sad? Yeah, sad for the pitcher. You saw the pitch. You saw the emotions, babe. Yeah. Um. The Blues won. Did you watch this game? It was actually tied in the third. I I watched a chunk of it. Um. I got roped into a little HGTV for a little while, and then it's like I'm not going to put up a fight about it. Um, but yeah, I mean this was this was the most obvious pick of the year. <laughs> Anyone could have seen this coming. Um, yeah, uh, you know what I? It was the what, it was the good sports town theory in play. Like yeah, it a was thousand it's percent. the first. It's the first Stanley Cup win in St. Louis ever, which. It's only the second opportunity they've had to do that, I think. Right. Right? This is their first Stanley Cup. So, and they lost one game at home. So it's not that crazy. It'd be crazy if they had been in the Stanley Cup a bunch and lost like every game at home. This is their first Stanley Cup win at home. So that's excited. But, but I'm worried they celebrated too hard. Ooh. Um, I mean, there's a theory there. There's a theory there. I don't know. I mean, we're uh, this. This is going to sound Captain Obvious stuff, but uh, the odd games in playoff series usually matter a little more. Uh, game five, Chara might be out, which um, I don't think he's as impactful as he used to be, but he's still impressive and a force. Um, he took a, a bad puck to the dome. I think he'll play because we're hockey players, right? That's what they do. Um, yeah, I saw a guy die once and still finish the series. Say that again. I saw a guy die once, still finish the series. Hockey tough. Hashtag hockey tough. And tell us the story. We got uh, we got a bunch of listeners. Tell us that story. This guy is playing. This was back in the day, nineteen fifties hockey. I was watching this old newsreel. I was in the public library. They had these old newsreels film. I was there watching by myself. This guy died, right? Finished the series. 1950s. Hockey tough. It was wild. What was his name so we could look him up? I can actually look him up right now. I've got my computer in front of me. It's one of those things where he didn't have a real name. He just went by a nickname. 1950s. Hockey player. <laughs> dies, dies. Dies. Finishes series. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Terry Sawchuck comes up when yeah. you Google that. Yep. That's what it was. They called him Dead Terry, though. Uh, no, that's not true. That's the only thing that's been not true so far, I think. It wasn't Dead um, Terry? That wasn't the name? It wasn't Dead Terry. Uh, it was Dead Dead Terry. They oh. doubled down on it. Yeah. They thought that'd be more fun. Because he did it twice. 
Dude, Ter- Terry Terrence Gordon Sawchuck played NHL hockey from 1949 to 1970s. 20-something years? I mean, it's 21 years, but it's it's kind of like I said, we did the baseball thing a couple a couple episodes ago. Like, 1949 and 1970 are two very different worlds in my head. Yeah. What he about was just it? What playing about hockey throughout? What about 1979 and 2001? What if someone played in in that span? Exactly what I was just talking about. Yes, nailed it. Would you be just as weirded out, or is it the 40s because of the war and stuff? No, I'd be just as weirded out. Oh, okay. I I think of the 40s as like I thought you might have had like a war tie in there, like the war. No, don't. but that was that was our connect the dot. I think we did that the last from the past with the baseball player. We did uh, what's his name? Johnny Johnny Dicksaw. Joe Nuxel. Joe Nuxel pitched basically from World War II. And then if you matched him up with his teammate, Nolan, or Nolan, his last year was Nolan Ryan's first year, and those two guys covered, like, 50 years of baseball. Yeah. Joe Nuxall was the youngest person to ever play professional baseball. He's 15 years old. Went from middle school to the MLB. We did a laughs from the past episode on it, if you're interested. Speaking of baseball, we had the draft last night. Baseball's trying to make the draft a thing. They scheduled no games during the draft. There was one game, but it was a a postponed rain delay, so it happened. But they wanted to be no games on, so all baseball fans would like, hey, well, I don't have a game to watch. I'll tune into the draft. It's it's good. It's just never. No, it's not. Well, no, it's It's way too slow. Did you watch it? It's way too slow. Uh, Parts of it, but it's Uh, like the slowest thing ever. Oh, well, hold on. I'm just saying it's good that the MLB's attempting to market their draft but they're never going to be able to execute it properly and no one's ever going to care because there's like a 30 percent chance these kids become major leaguers yeah i mean they they're getting there they still need to do more fun stuff with it um i mean keep it high and tight let's keep it moving um literally the the topic on the internet was how slow and boring it was um but yeah, it's it's so funny. I mean, especially now that you and I are in the weeds with it and everyone's like, "Oh, man, Anthony Volpe, we drafted the shortstop." Okay. What what's this mean for a couple years and it's like fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing. The only guys in my lifetime uh so last I'll just say last 15 years and like my lifetime of like being an active sports fan was Strasburg and Harper and that pitcher from Stanford that the Astros got and then traded to Philly that's been a bust. Mark Apple. Mark Apple, a pal or whatever. Those are the three names in the last 15 years that were like, can't miss, this guy will be an impact player on the team. Uh, Apple wasn't, and that's just how it goes. Uh, Harper is. And Strasburg was for a couple years, but he's never really been like he's never been a top five pitcher in baseball. So the yeah, draft, he, the MLB draft's just nonsense. Who cares? Yeah, it's just it's tough. It's I I mean they obviously like when you compare league to league, you're saying okay, what does this league do better than us? And you're the okay the NFL. Oh, they have the draft. Okay, yeah, let's work on our draft. 
And uh yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't work because the the hit rate is so low. Um and not even like NFL, if you draft a wide receiver in the first round, he's terrible. You're going to see that. You're going to see him play 10 games and be like, "Oh my god, that guy's so bad." Um that was a bad draft pick. MLB like I you know, you and I obviously again, we're we're more attached to this with the talking yank stuff, but we're going to be hearing like every periodically we're going to be like, "Yo, you guys got any Anthony Volpe updates?" And we'll be like, "No, absolutely not." Like the the next Anthony Volpe update I expect is uh really struggling at high A ball, might need a second year. And like that's that's what that's what the next update on Volpe's going to be. Or like dominating at single A ball. We'll see what he does in A ball. Yeah, like ha- having trouble with off-speed pitches. And you're like, what? This guy was the number one pick. Nothing matters. Uh, I, don't care about, yeah. I don't care about prospects until they're performing in AAA. And like what might be... Uh, people don't like that because they want to hear my thoughts on Yankee stuff. And I'm like, yo, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, what... What might be the news, man? Um, that the Keuchel stuff is getting very real. They're saying it's down to the Yankees and the Braves. Yeah, our best friend Mark Feinsand, who Mark Feinsand went to his book release party, and uh, he shook doesn't, his hands days ago. Yeah, he shook his hand days ago. He doesn't throw stuff out just to throw stuff out. Usually, no. So I, I, I appreciated that. Uh, but yeah, he says the Braves and. Braves and Yankees for Keuchel, and then the second source said leaning Yankees. I think it makes sense. We said on Talking Yanks that it doesn't – it's not like if they sign Keuchel, we say there's nowhere for him to go. Uh, Herman's on an innings limit, and they're going to try and, like, finagle that now instead of come September and be like, well, Herman's done for the season. He hit his limit. Uh, It's not going to happen. So Keuchel would help that, and then just, like, you can never – ever ever not need more pitching no such thing as too much pitching james um yeah i'm trying to see uh, french open yeah we tried to do that my espn court cast still not working um sloan Stevens, no i want to talk about you. juju smith schuster well first i wanted to say that bill witt bobby witt's son getting drafted in the top three pick and his dad was a top three pick that's cool. Yeah. I think that's yeah. cool. And his we dad, Bobby Witt. So I went to his baseball reference to see what Bobby Witt was up to, Jake. Yeah. Because he got drafted as the third pick in 1982. He was a pitcher, right? Pitcher. He came out of Bergen Catholic High School. Joy so I texted my dad and said, hey, dad, do you think you ever faced Bobby Witt? My dad would have been a senior in high school, and Bobby Witt would have been a freshman. So if Bobby Witt was playing varsity ball as a freshman, right, then he played against my dad because my dad went to Paramus Catholic, and they played each other. Big rivals. So that's cool. How about, how about that? Then, one more thought, Jake. I went, to Bobby, okay. I went to Bobby Witt's baseball reference page, 1986 to 2001, and I don't think he ever had a, uh, like a, a good year. Uh, I don't know how his go look at it. It's weird. It's just like well, the he most... was he was a Rocky for a little while, right? Um, no. Did I dream that? No. Texas, Oakland, 
St. Louis. Texas. For I knew I knew he was at one of the hitters' parks for a little bit. Um, dude, it was also just like a different era of baseball. Like I know that's why it, it's bizarre. But like, go look at his baseball reference, and I mean, he wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, awful. Career four eight three ERA. So like he, yeah. that's not awful. It's not good. Yeah, that was also just like more accepted at the time. Because you were a starting pitcher and you threw your innings, and if you got knocked around that day, you kind of got knocked around that day. Um, yeah, it was kind of just like a different time period in baseball. He had a couple seasons where he's got the high strikeouts and stuff. It's got to be one of those things where these guys look back and say, I mean, he's he feels like definitely a guy that looks at baseball today and is like, oh, if I played today, I'd be mowing him down. Yeah. I was trying None to... These, None of these contact guy only. It's these Frank Catalanados. His best year was 1990. Is his son a pitcher or is his son a hitter? Son's a hitter. Nice. That's cool. His last season, he won the World Series. Good for him. With the Diamondbacks. No, it's not good for him. It sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's lost. Yeah. 1990, he had a really good stretch. 10-game stretch. 1.86 ERA across 10 games. Bobby Witt. Now a, lot we've of talk- deep, a lot of deep baseball today. Now we've talked Bobby Witt. Everyone's tuned in for the Bobby Witt yeah, baseball reference. Little no. NL MVP, Bobby Witt, MLB draft. You you were going on Juju Smith-Schuster, and then you cut yourself off. Yeah, I needed to get the Bobby Witt in there. So Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster, yeah. he went to a high school prom, and my my first reaction was to hate everything about this because it just seems lame. But I at come through, I like this story a lot, Jake. So this kid DM'd Schuster and was like, I think like, hey, dude, my date broke up with me. I've got no one to go to prom with. You want to come party? And Juju Smith, he's 22 years old, which I had to remind myself that's not that far removed. It's like older than high school, obviously. But he was like, fuck yeah, why not? Let's go. And I think he like brought a camera crew and made it like, an event and right. and they chanted fuck Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown was taking shots at Juju and he was like, dude, why are you taking shots at me? I've been nothing but nice to you, you know? Yeah. Juju Smith just won over the hearts of his city. He just became yeah. he just became the face of uh, the the that team and or not the, not the number one, but like he just upped his stock in that city a lot. And I actually think it's a really cool thing. It's like. It's like uh, Bill Murray would do this and people would love it. Right. I, I think there's there's one more dynamic that's being left out here. And is it it's how young Juju Smith Schuster is. He he just he turned 22 in November. He was when he entered the league, he was so young. I think he was 20 when he came into the league. And he does a lot of young guy stuff. He's big into the video games and all that stuff. Because I remember looking back and thinking like, when athletes and people used to crash like high school proms, I'd be like, yo, that's kind of cool. Right. And then like, you look back and you're like, there's like 16 year olds there. Like if, if you're over the eight, like I think 22 is kind of the line for me. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so luckily he's young enough that, that that's still fly. But yeah, man, I mean, why not? He, he makes, I mean, every kid that is at that prom is going to tell that story for the rest of their life. Um, the city of Pittsburgh loves it, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I guess he gets some good juju out of it. You had a professional athlete at your prom. Yeah, 
Mark Herzlich, the uh, former uh, BC uh, New York Giants linebacker. And you had two. You had Shane Bannon. And Shane Bannon, uh, a friend of ours. Yeah. Wow. Kansas City Chefs. Kansas City Chefs. So I, I so that Juju Schuster story, that's a good story. And the fuck Antonio Brown chance, that's just funny. I mean, you're hanging out yeah, with I mean, that's teenagers. Just, that's, a, that's a bunch of drunk kids at their high school prom saying, we're going to scream fuck AB around Juju Smith-Schuster. It's the biggest no-brainer ever. And you got Mac Brown got a knee replaced by a former player. What former player's knee? This is kind of important. No, 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 no. They he both got it together. The former player performed the surgery. Some former player is now a knee sur- a surgeon? Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why, that's why I was wondering why the computer wasn't going upstairs. Well, I don't care yeah, about this- the Mac Brown. I just, I mean, even if he performed this on an elderly lady, that's awesome that a former NFL player is now a surgeon. Who's that yeah, guy? I mean, that's the name I, I need. I, I think you're depicting it a little a little too sharp. Uh, Michael Bolognese. Um, Why, dude? People go, what, did he not have a real career? People train their entire, uh, from 10 years old, like youth to go be uh, two careers that people spend their entire life training for, and now he's done both? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of the modern day. You and I talked about this last week when, and I, with with intern Luke, too. Like, there there used to be the, like, you, you'd find out someone's grandpa and you'd be like, yeah, they were a doctor. They also fought in World War II. And you're like, damn, man, like, what? That person did what? I think this is kind of the modern day version of it a little bit. Like, I, I think that's, I mean, I mean he yeah, probably this, got this, forced to, f- to fight in the war. Right, but this is the modern day version of it. Exactly what I was just saying is that you know he he played college football. He worked hard. He was with Mac Brown as his coach from 1989 to 1993, and then after that, he said, "I wanted to go on and become a doctor." So that's what he's doing. That's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Yeah, I think I more athletes do that than than you're depicting. I don't I don't know. I've never heard this before ever. Cuz I think the other the other part of the equation that's missing here is that I mean what do those two groups of people have is extreme work ethics. So I mean, if you get your degree and go to University of Texas anyways, that's when you'd apply to go to medical school. Um so I mean again, it it the reason we're talking about it is impressive, but I I don't think it's I don't think it's faint in your seat which you just did. Jimmy's passed out right now, so me and intern Luke are going to carry it out. Luke, talk like Jimmy the rest of the show. He's scrolling through Google Images. Wow, that's good. That's a really good Jimmy voice. <laughs> of uh, Judy, whatever her name was, Warren. Nice. Yeah, I'm impressed by this. You sound just like Jimmy right now. This is bizarre. Are we going to get Keiko? Are there any more... Any more- any more news stories we need to do? Um, Sri Lanka, Afghanistan. Hopefully we get an update when they're out of the rain delay. Oh, James Holzhauer losing in jeopardy. Your thoughts, Jim? Oh, I don't care. Um, Darren right. Ravel spoiled this for everyone. Yeah. And that's funny and the worst. Yeah. It, um, I heard the Holzhauer guy talk, and he's obviously kind of the worst. Um, that's 
That's just obvious. And yeah, dude, he fell short of like every one of Ken Jennings' records, and it actually made me laugh because the guy, the guy was the guy came in too hot. Well, I think that's rigged. Oh wow, Jimmy conspiracies. Well, it's not hard to rig Jeopardy. They know what this dude's strengths and weaknesses are, and if they want Ken Jennings to still be the winner because they have a great relationship with Ken Jennings and Ken Jennings makes a ton of money off being the Jeopardy guy. And they can they could throw some hard questions category she doesn't know his way and let Ken Jennings retain his lead. Great storyline. Oh. Early conspiracy. Love it. If they're not rigging Jeopardy, they're doing it so wrong. The questions wow. should like once he wins ten ten days in a row in a row. The questions are tailored for him or not for him, and that's obvious. Wow. Calling out an American institution there, James. Yeah. Kyle Alata is working on team drills. He just got picked off, though. Damn. 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 Let's go to halftime. Zimmer came in, in the room about... Ten minutes ago, he's snoring his ass off now. So looked like looked like we got some action going on in the uh, the Kapua Suite today. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Sorry for the YouTube because you don't listen to the good mic, so you have all the all the audio. But podcast is good mic if you want to go check that out. Um, yeah. yeah, Katie brought Zimmer in here because he's sleeping. He uh, pissed all over his big bed, so now he's back in his little bed, which is sure it doesn't look that comfortable for him, but it just looks so cute when he lays in it. This is a cute. Yeah. Uh, anything going on over there on your end for halftime? Um, don't think so. Did did the talking Knicks? Um, R.J. Barrett deep dive gave you a silly bio for it. Forgot to give you a real one after making my joke, but you got it up there. Um, so if you're a Knicks fan, check that out. Otherwise, uh, no. I mean, it, we good weather for a couple more hours in Denver. Have you read what the bio says? Because I, I I wrote the bio before you gave me the joke one. Um, I just saw it said like, uh, Jake BBD do a do a deep dive on R.J. Barrett. Yeah, and he said Big Baby David's in love and Jake is a slut. Okay. So I don't know if that plays into what you guys said, but I think it I think it does. Doesn't not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, do you have a take on the uh, AD Zion situation? Um, just like what New Orleans is doing. Did you talk about that on the latest episodes of Talking Knicks at all? Someone asked in the chat. I'm going to send them the Talking Knicks way. Yeah, we we did a little bit. I mean, the the conversation has changed because it went from Knicks fans dreaming about Zion. We did we did do a whole episode about that, and then the lottery happened. And uh, we, uh, I mean, the conversation right now in NBA land is: uh, What are the Pelicans going to do? Are they going to try to keep AD and have him and Zion play together? Has AD already demanded a f- trade, which everyone think is going to happen? And then it's: What are they going to get for? ad which the the knicks i i mean the knicks are still helpful to get anthony davis so yeah we we've covered that in a few of the past episodes this uh this most recent one i mean rj barrett is going to be the third pick in the draft he actually turned down an interview with the grizzlies who have the second pick um so it's just a matter of if rj barrett's playing for the knicks or why would he why would he turn that down 
doesn't want to play in Memphis. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's part of the reason Big Baby David's fallen in love with what him. What if John Morant also turns it down? <laughs> um, I don't think... I, I think that's where the NBA draft kind of gets fun. Like, John Morant played at Murray State. I think he he's a guy that would rather be the two pick than the three pick. So he's like, all right, let's punch it in Memphis, babe. That's funny, that John Morant. Man, that sucks. All right. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. A Kentucky man forced his Amazon delivery driver to rake his driveway at gunpoint. A cop saved a suicidal man by talking about their mutual hate for the Cowboys. Talked him off the ledge. Good good job, cop. A New Jersey State police trooper has been fired after shoplifting from Cabela's Sporting Goods store, Jake. He paid for $200 worth of merchandise while attempting to steal $277 worth of merchandise. An elderly couple accidentally burnt down their house during a sex game involving a World War II flamethrower. That's a headline, huh? That can't be. That that can't live up to the headline. Can't possibly live up to the headline. Uh, Charmin has created a toilet paper roll for millennials that lasts up to three months. What? And eating chicken nuggets increases your risk of an early death, a new study warns. I read the news today, oh boy. Are you worried? Are you worried about all these stories? No, should I be? A lot of them, a lot of them really hit home to you. You uh, have raked before, had suicidal thoughts. Have thought you raked before? Have you had suicidal shop, thoughts? You've shoplifted before. Have you shoplifted um, before? You've had sex and you wipe have your you butt and you've eaten chicken nuggets. So they all have relate. You wiped to you. your butt and have you had chicken nuggets? It's a no on the last two for me. You've never had chicken nuggets. Nor have I ever wiped. Well, that's that's honestly more believable than the chicken nuggets. Um, Ooh, where do you want to start? You're not into the flame flo- flamethrower story, huh? Yeah, it's elderly couple has burns down their house during sex involving a a, a flamethrower. I don't really, I can't. I don't. Let's read the story. Let's just read the story, and we'll go from there. Okay. Happened in Oklahoma. Firefighters were called on the site around 11.15 this morning, (laughs) morning sex, after receiving an unusual phone call, but could do nothing to save the 45-year-old house from being a total loss. Nancy Brown, the 911 operator who answered the call from 96-year-old Maurice Fogarty, says she first thought that she was dealing with pranksters when he told her he had torched the house with napalm while having sex with his wife. He this told, is fake. This is fake, right? Should I should I stop yeah. going? Yeah. It's like got to be the fakest story ever. The website is World News Daily Report, where facts don't matter. So, tough source. <laughs> should have looked at that first. It's a tough source. <laughs> where facts don't matter. The next line was. How about that? 
The next line was graphic, and I didn't. Yeah, so. Didn't someone, someone's job is operating a website where they just make fake news. It's kind of my dream job. Kind of, but not at all. Yeah. All right, well, let's can this, hopefully this Kentucky man that forced his Amazon driver to rake his driver at gunpoint is a real story. Suck if this was the same website, but it's not. So I think that this Amazon driver, like, dumped some gravel onto the driveway, you know? Right. Or something of that sort. And the guy who lives there was like, you just fucked up my driveway. You're going to sweep that now. And the Amazon driver said, what are you talking about? I'm just going to drive to the next house. And then and then he was like, you will not. You'll sweep this bitch. And they pointed his gun at him. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, you're pretty close. Um He said to smooth out his gravel driveway, which had been disturbed by his van. Um, Driver cooperated and was allowed to leave the property, and then he called 911. Um, He ordered the driver to step out of his van and handed him a rake. Call me crazy. I I think this is... uh, I've, I've got no harm, no foul here. You think he went too hard in the driveway? Yeah. All right. Would you, you have ra- fi- would you have raked it if you were the driver? Thousand percent. Guy has a gun to you, so you probably do whatever. Without he says. the gun, I'm doing it too. Sorry, I'm like that. this guy. This guy believes in his driveway so much. I was like, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Is it a gravel There's- driveway? How are you raking a driveway? It's got to be. Oh, it's a gravel yeah, it's a gravel driveway. driveway. Okay. How can a gravel driveway get so messed up? I mean, think of someone who's OCD. It's got to be organized. Yeah. All gravel is all gravel is not in the grass. It's in the gravel. It's flat and even. The guy looks like John Malkovich. He looks like a mean John Malkovich he, in like a mean, angry man role. He wishes that uh, that facial hair is impressive. It's pretty good. He's got the full. He's got a full goatee, but he lets it go out kind of east and west on his face a little more. It's like a goatee with extensions on. It's a goatee with its own sideburns. Goatee with wings. Goatee with wings, they say. Yeah. Uh, All right, so this New Jersey State Police Trooper, Jake, I was interested in this story. Right. Because they were assigned to Governor Christie's, uh, like he was like a security for Governor Christie or whatever. Right. So he goes into the the Cabela's, he paid for $200 worth of stuff while trying to steal $277 worth of stuff. But listen to the way he lined his cargo pockets with stuff in the pants. He switched the packaging on a pair of binoculars to make them cheaper. And he took the tag off a hat and tried to wear it out of the store. This guy... He he has money, spent $200. This guy's just addicted to stealing. Yeah, he, he's either he's into the theft or he's just trying to abuse his power and see what he gets away with. Or No one got, has ever needed to steal a hat. Maybe this, maybe this was a business decision. Maybe the hat, I mean, you know, that's for pleasure, but he was going to sell the other $277 worth of stuff. So, like, net, net. There's there's, you know, 
zero dollars being won or lost for him. He's selling the other stuff and he just gets everything else. Yeah. It, but yeah, binoculars and a hat. No one's ever like needed to steal those. Someone in the chat said, what about a bald man? Maybe. But I think you would yeah. go to like a gas station and get like a dollar hat. But he's in, he got he tried to like appeal it and say, no, I was just doing security for the governor. <laughs> Testing you guys out. You passed. Good job. I mean, that's I respect the hell out of that. Testing you guys out. did it. Are you excited you about guys, Charmin creating here, toilet paper here, that last three months? Here's here's your governor's badge of honor for catching me stealing. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk out with this. Just gonna dip. I'm actually uh, loss prevention, and you guys just did a phenomenal job. Good. That job. was really impressive stuff, guys. Keep it up. Now I'm gonna go fishing. Mm -hmm. This next guy, he's gonna come through. He's my partner. Just as a gag. Yeah. Let him get away with it. Yeah. Just as a gag. We're, now we need to test the security camera, so we need to see him walking out of the building. Let's go rob something, Jake. No. Nope. Okay, fine. What about this toilet paper? Giant roll of toilet paper. It's supposed to last three months. Well, I don't know why they say this is for millennials. Is this something millennials have asked for? I, I haven't, I've never heard someone say, man... I wish my roll of toilet paper was bigger and would last three months. Yeah, I mean, the, the opening line to this article, so let me, I'll walk everyone through this while, while you're on your drive or walking your dog, whatever you're doing. It opens up with a picture of three giant rolls of Charmin toilet paper. Good, great. All right, so what are they going to talk about? How big this toilet paper roll is or how, how ridiculous it is? Companies are rethinking how they package food and household goods to accommodate the growing number of Americans who are living alone, particularly millennials, delay marriage and having kids. It's like, all right. So we're just throwing put. This is a boxing match, huh? <laughs> I don't I don't see the connection. Oh, yeah. I decided to not have kids, so I need toilet paper for three months. What? These these damn millennials won't get married and have kids until they can afford it. They're financially responsible, these idiots. Let's, uh, we got to tailor to these financial responsible people. Let's make toilet paper that lasts three months. I don't get it. The, I just don't get what people do sometimes. The forever role with two types of single-person households in mind, urban millennials and aging consumers, according to the journal. Can we... Can we stop allowing people to throw words like forever and lifetime on things that have a clear end point? Yeah, no. You don't like that the three-month roll is called the forever roll? Just seems like you should call it the three-month roll. Seems more descriptive. Where are you going to fucking put this in your house? Do you see how big it is? Guys, picture uh, a huge yeah. roll of toilet paper. It's about the size of uh, my desktop monitor. So that's uh, that's what they're saying that you can you can buy the starter kit that includes the the stainless steel roll holder and the freestanding stand or you can wall mount it. Um, we're gonna, oh, we're wall mounting toilet paper. Okay, so how no, about this? How I, about this? No, it's kind of funny here. Yeah, 
I think if they said this was for hipsters, you and I would be like, yep, perfect, you've done it. But they called it millennials, and now we're fighting back. I, I have a really good way that, to make this work, okay? Okay. Give me the three-month roll, okay? Right. But break it up into smaller rolls I can fit in my bathroom one at a time, and then right. I'll keep the rest in a package underneath the sink or in the cabinet, and then one at a time I can put those out, and that the, can you package that, and uh, I'll take that. What if you don't have room under your sink? I'll find a pantry closet in the house. What if you're in New York City, you don't have a pantry closet somewhere in the house? I mean, you're homeless. Urban millennials. This is perfect, and I need it. I hate companies. Do you hate the actual big roll of toilet paper? Because I don't. I hate this article. Yeah, I would never buy this. Oh, really? Eh, I'm okay with it. You just have a giant roll of toilet paper in your bed. Where would you put it? In the bathroom. You'd have to get this stand. No way. Just put it right next to the toilet like toilet paper normally is. It's huge. Gets wet. Now you've wasted an entire roll. Don't get it wet. Don't get any toilet paper wet is what I would say. That's the goal. Sometimes, though. No, no, no. Sometimes it gets wet. Dog goes in there, shakes his wet all over you. Dog's not allowed in the bathroom. Your dog lives in your bathroom. Not allowed in our bathroom. Swing and a miss there. Noodle's not allowed in there. Why? Because he loves towels. He's obsessed with towels. That makes um, sense. So when he snags a towel, it's actually, it's the coolest thing that happens in our house on a daily basis is he'll get like a shirt or something. We try, We do everything we can to prevent it. And he tries to put, like, I've seen him put a whole, like, winter sweater, like, wrapped up and in his mouth. And he, he'll just turn around the corner. He's looking for attention. And he'll poke his head around the corner, and you just see this big ball of fluff that looks like an anaconda snake trying to eat, like, a baby goat. Um, so, yeah, that's growing up gets boring. <laughs> Oh, what a good ending, Jake. Bed of the day, it's the bed of the day. Bed of the day, bed of the day. Better of the day, better of the day, it is the better of the day. Jakey, Jakey did not make a mistake. He was all over the blues last night. He's one win away from getting his record back to 500, and it's a cool 500, Jake. If you win today, your record tomorrow will be 50 and 50. This is your 100th bet in the history of John Boy and Jake Radio. Bring the noise, Jake. We're all rooting for you. Everyone's on your side. Can he do it? Will he do it? A landmark bet for Jake. What are you going with? So this is bet number 100 to be 50 and 50? Yep. That's awesome. It's very cool. That's awesome. Um, Well, Jim, as you know, um, 
I mean, even though it's probably useless at this point, I still have to put up a fight to try to get the NBA back. Um, and Jim, here's here's what I'm going to go with. Um, Toronto Golden State, NBA Finals, people. 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 Eastern. That's tough. Um, Man, I just looked up something that says that the records are all wrong. Tickets as low as 540. Damn it, I drop that on me once a month and it always gets me nervous although it worked out for me last time because you you root against the bet of the day but jordan gag his according to his nerdy calculations that he set up that are actual math he has your record at 48 and 51 meaning this isn't the 100th bet to go perfect but i don't Um, know what's i don't know what's real and what's not i don't know what's real and what's not um Jimmy, you know what? Let's go. Uh, sometimes you got to search for something deep in your loins. We're going to go with the over-under here. It's 213. The over-under is 213, um, which was actually the score of last game. And Jimmy was actually an all-time um, bad over not hitting because Golden State went... Golden State scored three points in the final 536 or whatever, and it was that Iguodala three. Um, So I'm going to go with the over. Golden State's going to be home. We're going to get some buckets on the board. Um, Draymond is starting to figure out Siakam, but I think this could be your Kawhi Leonard game. Is Clay Uh, playing? Clay's playing. Clay's playing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we even get some late KD news that could break. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, give, give me the over. Okay. Jake's taking the over, and I am... Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I mean, I bet the Warriors, and I bet the over when the Warriors play, and I've never not done that. There you go. So I am agreeing with you. Free money. Someone just... This isn't for the show. Show's over. Show's over, then. Someone tweeted, uh, the Yankees should get Trevor Bauer instead of Keuchel. And it's like, Trevor Bauer's not available. Not available and one's free. (laughs) What? Anyway, that's the show. We'll go back to Crazy Train. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone, it's Tuesday, and Jake didn't even have a bad Tuesday yet. No mention of the Tuesday blues. Oh. Just wait, my man. See you guys. Uh, we'll be back uh, here on YouTube only. We'll be back later with the pre-game show. Back at it, folks. See you.